Hey, Startup Nation. Imagine a job where you can work wherever you want, on whatever you want, from wherever you want. Hello to white sand beaches of Thailand or the comfort of your own couch. Oh, and most importantly, you're your own boss. Now, what if I told you that the dream job could become your reality? This is the life of a freelancer, and with some hard work and with the help of Hectic, it can be your life too. Hectic is an all-in-one business management software built specifically for freelancers who are just getting started or looking to take their freelance business to the next level. Hectic is everything a freelancer needs to get started, from an easy-to-use contracts and proposal builder to client management and project tracking to expenses and invoicing that features click-to-play technology that makes it quick and easy for freelancers to get paid. And we all want to get paid, Startup Nation. Built specifically for freelancers, Hectic is everything you need to get started. Visit gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life now to learn more and start for free. Yep, adding your first client on the platform will always be free. And if you sign up through gethecticapp.com forward slash the startup life, You'll be supporting me and this podcast because who couldn't use a little support these days, Startup Nation? Visit GetHecticApp.com forward slash The Startup Life to find everything you need to start or grow your freelancing business today and put those in-demand skills to good use in the way you've always dreamed of. The link is there in the show notes. It's time to be about that life. The Startup Life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, every industry is ripe for disruption. Doesn't matter if it's shipping, doesn't matter if it's e commerce, every industry is ripe for uh, disruption. And today's guest knows something about that disruption in the telecom space. He is the chief strategy officer of Wing Tail Inc. Uh, we have my guy, Greg Dieback here in the building. Greg, man, what's going on, big dog? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. No Excited worries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. And Startup Nation, this uh, episode of The Startup Life is brought to you uh, by Wing. Go ahead and make sure you check out the, the website, www.wingalpha.com. Dot com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast, man. So before we kind of dive into uh, your story, man, and, and all about Wing, man, you know, 2020 was definitely one for the record books, man. It's something I definitely uh, think nobody's going to forget anytime soon. Uh, but I'm curious, man, like what did you what did some some lessons, some things, some takeaways from 2020 that kind of resonates with you, my man, G? Yeah, totally. Great question. I think, uh, you know, there's there's kind of two, I think, on a personal level and sure. on a business level for me. I think, um, you know, on the personal, funny enough, uh, I my wedding was in January. So oh, wow. I just beat the pandemic. So right. it's been kind of an interesting, you know, first year of marriage, I would say, of, uh, you know, spending a lot of time together with the wife kind of right away. Uh, not, not exactly the first year we expected. Didn't gotcha. get you on a honeymoon, but, right. uh, you know, I think really positive in a lot of ways, you know, to kind of be thrown into that situation and, For sure. you know, ex- explore marriage and everything together in that sense. And then, 
uh, from, you know, a business standpoint, it's, it's been interesting. I think from, you know, we'll obviously dive into, to wing, but I think being a, a utility business and, and offering cell coverage, right. uh, luckily, you know, we were able to kind of survive and I would say even thrive in, in some of these tougher moments yeah. because of the utility that we're offering. And, you know, essentially people, a cell phone plan would probably be one of the last things that people would kind of give up. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would say people are looking to see where they can save. So I think, you know, we're kind of in a good position there to kind of make our offering and, and show why we're an alternative to kind of the big carriers and, and save people money. So it was, you know, a good opportunity, you know, for the business to survive, but I think also offer something, uh, you know, just just beyond a service. I think it was cool to see how much, you know, we could also help people actually save money when kind of counting, counting money and then needing to save right. and, uh, you know, not have too many expenses or see where people could cut. It was really good to be, you know, part of people's lives in that sense, I would say. And that's not something I necessarily, uh, thought the business would, you know, be positioned to do like, yes, we do save people money regardless, but you know, when it, when it really counted, I think that was a, a positive that came out of it. Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm glad you said that. I was going to ask that later, but I'm glad you said that. So let's dive into that now, because one of the things in in, in learning about the wing story, and, and it goes to back to what you were just saying, as far as like, you know, saving people money, even during, you know, I guess, quote unquote, normal times, uh, that's always a plus. But, you know, with a lot of people having hours being cut and maybe losing their job, a lot of unfortunately, we, we lost a lot of entrepreneurs in 2020. So trying to save every dollar uh, really counted. But also in the flip side, in this world of like we're becoming, you know, as we kind of navigate this pandemic, we're becoming uh, kind of contactless and not really being able to be face to face, being able to still communicate right? It's still super important. So it seemed like Wing uh, kind of positioned itself twofold, if you will. Does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. And that was that was the plan all along, yeah. you know, pre pre pandemic, too. It's just the idea of, you know, let's let's make something that's truly just digital facing in this industry, because, you know, even before the pandemic, most people didn't have a lot of fun going into cell phone stores, oh, you know, God, you're essentially right. wasting, <laughs> wasting your Saturday, or there's a lot of horror stories. So I think we were positioned, you know, for this as well, um, just by offering that sort of digital alternative, uh, you know, basically signing people up through text message, uh, right. about 99% of our users actually do sign up and get activated onto our service through text message. So we kind of created these, you know, new channels of communication, of support, of sign up uh, that luckily, you know, we're able to help a lot of people switch uh, to us easily, you know, during the pandemic as well and, right. and start saving kind of right away. For sure. You know, you know what, talk about that a little bit, because, you know, I, I saw in the notes there that, you know, you was able to kind of switch, uh, you know, a hundred K users over from, you know, a lot of them coming from the big two, Verizon and AT&T through uh, like their, your text messaging uh, strategy. Kind of talk about, you know, the origins of that strategy through text messaging. And, and also, man, like, you know, why, why did it work? You know, why, why ultimately do you, did it work? Do you think it was it just a saving money? Was it just offering something different? Talk about that a little bit, because what I will say, and I have to champ, I have to uh, add on to what you were saying or kind of reverberate what you were saying. I definitely know that whole ordeal about like being in a cell phone store for like hours and hours on end, which <laughs> is just like, you just lose a whole Saturday or something, but go ahead, man. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, you know, the, the answer to that question kind of starts with the just the overall, you know, origin story sure. of this is, 
you know, myself and, and the, the two founders, we had, we had worked together in the past. Uh, and this was a new venture for us in 2017, but right. you know, none of us had any telecom experience. I barely knew my way around a phone other than, you know, texting, calling, downloading apps, kind of the basics, nothing right. about SIM cards or service or anything. Uh, so I think going in, you know, being somewhat naive and ignorant is, is kind of what helped us because we were able to really map out from the start, like, okay, uh, like what, what would the perfect cell phone carrier look like? Like, what are all the pain points? What are all the stressors? You know, none of us, there's no real brand affinity with the phone carriers that we use. It's kind of just, you know, my parents were on Verizon. So now I'm on Verizon. Right. I switched to T-Mobile 10 years ago and now I'm with them. Uh, you know, there's no, no real like brand affinity or anything keeping us with them. We just, you know, you get good coverage and that's that. So sure. I think we were just kind of able to start from a place of mapping out like what does this look like how would we want to communicate with the cell phone company and and kind of what would the main features be that you know we would enjoy and that communication aspect was big for us from the start because we kind of looked at one of the biggest pain points being you know either going into a store or calling a customer support line either one like kiss your day goodbye Mm. right like and and then the person when you do speak to them you hope that they're helpful. You hope that they're not just upselling you the whole time. So the idea was, you know, how do we communicate kind of every day and how do we, how do we kind of give control back to the user? So for me personally, I don't make too many phone calls outside of like work calls. I'm texting all day long or DMing and the conversation gets to kind of last on, on your time. That's, you know, the beauty of text message. So we kind of just said to ourselves, like, what if we incorporated this into our kind of service model. Like what mm. if people could just text us with their questions and uh, we'll create the system on the back end where like, you know, you could step away if you need to step away for a few minutes, if you need to eat dinner, if you want to pick this conversation up later, like we're here, we'll be on your phone ready to text you back when, when it's convenient for you. And we felt like that was really lacking, uh, especially in this industry. So we just want to create that model where, you know, people can kind of be in control and talk to us the way that they're talking to their friends and family. So I think that was, you know, one of the big reasons for success is just how uh, familiar that form of communication was for people kind of throughout their day. Right. And and you're definitely making an impact, man. Like that, that, you know, the, you know, hundred K users, that's nothing to scoff at, man, for sure. And I I just find it fascinating and startup nation. I really hope you're catching this. It's like, they just like went in with no telecom experience. Right. And you say, (laughs) you know what? We're just going to go after the big four or the big three or whatever, right? We're just going to go after them. Why not? You know, and so kind of talk about, you know, uh, I, I guess some of the the barriers of, you know, uh, kind of taking on such a, 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 a you know, a long time uh, industry and long time competitors in those big four or big three, you know, because uh, I know kind of T-Mobile and Sprint kind of merged there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but kind of talk about that, that. I guess the, uh, the audacity of wing to just say, you know what, we're just going to do it. Yeah. Look, it's, it's super ambitious and it's crazy. And a lot of Absolutely. people called us crazy, rightfully so. And right. Luckily, you know, like, like a lot of entrepreneurs out there, I think that's what fuels us more than anything. And, For sure. and we just kind of, we kind of crave the challenges and, you know, we crave situations where we can be underdogs because everyone loves an underdog story. And it's, you know, it's, there's just such a motivating quality to yeah. that. And, uh, you know, for us to to enter this industry is not easy. So we were lucky enough to kind of get the initial deals needed where, uh, you know, just the quick background on on how it operates is we have deals in place to basically use the same cell towers as the main carrier. So we offer Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile and Sprint. So our users are on those different networks based on 
the carrier that they're switching from, what their phone is compatible with. So we offer all the same service. We offer 5G. It's nationwide. Getting those deals is the hard part. And that doesn't happen very often. So we knew if we can enter the space and get those deals to essentially get that service that we we own completely, like Verizon, and that they have no say in the business. They're just kind of power. As I always say, right. like the same way Uber doesn't own any cars, exactly, or Airbnb doesn't own any apartments. We're borrowing this the cell towers, and then it's it's our business to sell. For sure. Uh, but basically, uh, getting in meant that there would be somewhat limited competition of like copycats popping up, which is nice. But like you said, now we're kind of in in this industry with with the giants, right. and uh, exactly, you know, I think we always said like we didn't want to go niche with this. We we really wanted to offer kind of a premium service and just a true alternative because we just found this to be uh, kind of an old guard industry that, that hadn't been disrupted, that didn't have anything really digital facing. And, and we saw the trends with, you know, hotels to Airbnb or going to a mattress store to just ordering Casper or, or, or purple. And it's like, why not your phone service? Like, why can't that brand affinity exist? And, and people, if we can educate them on how, much easier it is now to actually switch your services and you know keep your phone number keep your phone and all that if we can educate it and market it uh we really do think that people will switch and and try this alternative and luckily you know that that has been the case and i think just for us it's been motivating every day in this journey to just wake up and uh you know kind of go after this ambitious goal and like i always like uh, like using michael jordan as an example like when he played he would always you know, he would, it's kind of the concept that an enemy is a good thing, right? And I don't mean enemy as like something bad or evil, but enemy as an obstacle. So Jordan, when he played, he would find the things to take personal or people that he considered kind of worthy of gaining his full attention and focus. And I think for us, it's like entering this industry of Goliaths. It just, it it kind of fueled that competition in us. And just taking, you know, any market share from these guys, these these giants, while having zero experience in telecom. I mean, sure. that's what gets me super excited personally. For and sure. I think it's just, you know, great to kind of test yourself against giant obstacles like that. So it's it's definitely been kind of fueling us to keep growing and growing. No, I, I definitely understand. That. And I definitely get the Jordan reference. Sometimes Jordan would create monsters that didn't exist, you know, you know, for right. sure. So, so no, I, I definitely understand that. And I'm glad you brought up the 5G, uh, Greg, because I think, you know, because I think this goes to a, a larger Thing that a lot of times when you're a new startup and you're kind of competing with the big go the big boys, whether it be uh, you know cell phone service, whether it be banking or something like that, a lot of times those customers have the questions of, I, I like the convenience of this that a smaller uh, uh, company can't provide. But you guys mm-hmm. have five G, you guys have the top line phones that it, you know which really does drive cell phone uh, subscriptions and stuff like that. You have the you know, the best phones and stuff like that. Kind of talk about you know. You know, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be exactly like uh, the big boys, right? But that offering that convenience and offering some of the same things at, at a lower rate, man, like kind of talk about why that's important to the subscriber, why that's important to people. Because, you know, a lot of times as newly minted entrepreneurs, we don't get into the customer's, you know, psyche, into their shoes enough often. But kind of talk about being in the customer's mindset, being in their shoes to really uh, drive home and really deliver great service for those uh, subscribers. Yeah, users, totally. Right? Sorry. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, it's a great point because while we want to be different in so many ways, I think 
you know, you're talking about connectivity. You're Absolutely. talking about your cell phone. You're talking about this is essentially another limb at this point. Like to, to leave your cell phone behind, you truly feel like you're missing a part of you. And it's very important. You know, it was important for us from the start as we were kind of getting these deals in place to offer this service that we can remain a premium service, that we can offer the features that right. – are necessary to most users out there. So making sure that we would have 5G access as soon as it was available, that the network isn't slowed down or anything like that, that we can offer things like, um, you know, unlimited plans, that we can offer things like uh, hotspot on plans, international data, like those premium features are super important to us because we know that is just kind of the basis of uh, what you know people need so i think having that really helped us you know spread our message and basically educate and any prospective customers out there and say like you i, I know it might sound too good to be true but it's not this is this is how this works we are offering the same service in a prettier package and easier to use package with an app with, you know, giving you control. There's no contracts. You can change your plan month to month, literally by just pressing a button. If you realize you don't want unlimited this month because uh, it's a pandemic and you're home connected to Wi-Fi all the time, then right. go down to our one gigabyte plan and save money. And it's giving that kind of control back to the user while still having that premium baseline, which was important because it's, really uh it's it's a comfort level like we I, I think we were always honest with ourselves that we're we're asking a very big task of people uh because switching your phone isn't something that's easy it is easy but in a person's mind it's not because you start thinking about all the things that could go wrong For i need sure. my text messages i need my photos i don't want to lose my phone number luckily the truth is through a lot of government regulations and things that have changed over time um, it, the switch is simple and, and you do keep all those things. You don't lose the phone. There's no real downtime. You have your phone number forever. Um, so it's, you know, our marketing is, is also an education really, but back to your point, just having that baseline of kind of the main features, um, I think was crucial for us as just the foundation to then build kind of like the perks and, and everything on top of it. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that in Startup Nation. And once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to Greg Dybeck, uh, uh, Chief uh, Strategy Officer at Wing. And if you want to check out Wing, once again, go to wingalpha.com. Uh, That's W-I-N-G-A-L-P-H-A.com. Uh, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast. Look here, Startup Nation. Like It's extremely affordable. And, and uh, some of the things that Greg just talked about, it includes 5G service, unlimited voice and SMS, HD voice and Wi-Fi call and visual voicemail. The list goes on and on. So if you're ready to make that switch, go to wingalpha.com. Now, I want to ask you this, Greg, because look, man, like we said, we talk about disruption and stuff like that. And even as you know, you kind of grow and blossom in the cell phone industry, it, it seems like there are some not necessarily barriers, but there are some competitors to the cell phone industry a little bit as well. And I mean that in the sense of, you know, uh, you know, you talked about a lot of people don't really use the phone a lot. They use text messages, DMs and stuff like that. Uh, and so when I look at like a WhatsApp and a Facebook messenger and stuff like that, and they starting to, you know, have like the ability to make phone calls through that stuff like that. And if, if you don't, if you only have Wi-Fi, not a cell phone service, do Wing? do you guys at Wing kind of look at that as like a possible threat to the business and stuff like that? Do you have those discussions about threats to the business? Kind of talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, no, that's a, uh, it's a good question. And I think the short answer is no, gotcha. wouldn't necessarily consider those services a threat. Okay. I think that there are still uh, too many features that are, are necessary for majority of people in, in the United States that that doesn't kind of cover the needs. And I think, you know, that that's the beauty of this too, is, you know, there's what 320 million roughly you know people in america how many of those have cell phones and and the beauty is every one of those people with cell phones is uh is a potential customer and i i while i think there is a shift to cord cutting and things like that like me personally i I haven't had cable for years so i'm definitely one of those those people and and that's uh, i think and that's where i was kind of getting there like that that whole kind of niche and people because we we like like just like you we've cut the cord like a couple of years ago uh, as well, but I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's kind of where I was getting at, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the good thing is like, there's, there's going to be what would probably be fringe users now who kind of go all the way and, and maybe can because of their style or daily routine live off, you know, Wi-Fi enabled features right. like purely, which good for them. I mean, that that's awesome. If, if you can swing it. Um, I think most people just, rely on cell data, you know, way too much. And and especially when you look at the country as a whole, I mean, there's so many issues with high speed internet, Absolutely. broadband, like when you look at the middle of the country, especially, there's a lot of people who, you know, Wi Fi is a true luxury and, and cell data is kind of their lifeline for for a lot of things. And, and they would never, you know, even be able to consider going without a phone at this point. Um, but, you know, I think we do position ourselves like as kind of that middle ground, because gotcha, I think we gotcha. can attract, I think we could attract both sides. I think we can attract just the person who just would never even consider changing, you know, from a cell phone or going to a WhatsApp or something like that and and just wants an alternative and wants something cheaper. But at the same time, for the people who do feel like they might want to kind of cut away from the mainstream a bit, I think we position ourselves well there too, because we're saying like, hey, this isn't brick and mortar. This isn't a big institution right. of like, you know, the Verizon. Like we we want to give you control. Like you can come and go as you please. The switch, we make it easy. Uh there's no contracts. There's nothing holding you to us. We will pass our savings on to you because we don't have this crazy retail overhead uh, that the large carriers have. Our app is actually easy to use, our billing simple, like all the all the kind of things that tie you down with a, a bigger carrier. It's, we just kind of try to strip that, simplify that. So I think uh, I think in a way for some people, you know, switching to wing might feel like that kind of cord cutting experience. In a sense. Right, right. Now, I, I can definitely understand that because, you know, it's like. You know, it seems like you you, you take away a lot of the kind of like, you know, I'm not going to say unnecessary administrative stuff that comes with it, but like stuff that like you can kind of, you know, you can't do without, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of times people, they they have their cell phone service and it's kind of like you're you're paying for more so a brand as opposed to the actual service. Like if you actually thought about the service, like Mm -hmm. I don't need this, I don't need this, like something like a wing would be perfect. Uh, probably for most of the country, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely uh, understand that for sure. I, I yeah. wanna, oh, sure. For sure. I, I want to transition yeah. really quickly. Or, I'm sorry. Were you about to say something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, too, sure. just I think to, to your point, you know, transparency, bringing transparency yeah, absolutely. into this industry is right. huge because uh, I think what you were kind of alluding to is a lot of people at, at this point when it comes to a cell phone bill, you're kind of you don't even know what you're paying for. Like right. you kind of ask someone like, how much data are you actually using or how many gigs does your unlimited plan give you or what plan are you even on? And it's like, 
uh, I don't know. My bill kind of like looks like hieroglyphics when it arrives. I just pay the same thing every <laughs> month and that's that. And it's right. like, for us, it's like, no, no, here's an opportunity to like, this is what you're paying for. If you realize, if you have an unlimited plan, we're still going to show you the data you're using in our app and we'll help guide you like, hey, you don't need to pay this much. You can jump down to a lower plan if you need. So I think that that type of transparency uh, is, has been, you know, very clouded, I think, with some of the, the bigger carriers. Now. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Just want to transition just a little bit. Uh, I want to know about Wings culture, right? Like kind of talk about, you know, how, you know, uh, like the, the culture around the uh, the offices, stuff like that, probably virtually these days, but you know, like, are there like core values? Are there things that are just super important? Kind of talk about the culture there at wing, if you don't mind. Yeah, totally. I think, um, it's, it kind of goes back to what I said before. It's, mm-hmm. it's people who are kind of willing to, you know, take, take a bit of a risk and, uh, have their friends and family, you know, call them a little bit crazy. Cause I think when you say like, you know, I'm working for a, a cell phone startup or a cell phone right. company like that doesn't, it's hard for that to translate in, in people's minds. Uh, but I think, you know, for us, our kind of core group and, and the people we've hired are, you know, people who bring great value and experience, but not necessarily telecom experience. So right. to this day, it's been pretty important to us uh, to even, you know, as we grow and, and get more experienced people kind of through our doors and, and part of our, you know, family is that we don't really want anyone who's been in this industry before uh, gotcha. because we don't want to lose that touch. Like we don't want to lose what got us here, which was like, we don't exactly know how this works, but let's map out what the perfect cell phone carrier would look like, because we just feel like that puts us in the shoes of kind of the, the everyday person. And I think the second we start thinking too much like a cell phone conglomerate or something like that, it's, you know, we kind of lose the uh the core values so i think that's why you know with hiring and and bringing people in it's it's people who kind of understand that and are are just willing to learn and kind of learn about this industry uh just from scratch because then that's how awesome ideas blossom you know more than anything for sure and i think you bring up an interesting point i think startup nation a lot of times when we start a a company or startup or whatever the case may be i think a lot of times believe it or not knowing a whole lot can be a hindrance, right? You know, because like if, if you had a lot of people like you were just saying, Greg, that, uh, you know, that came from uh, the industry and stuff like that, uh, then you know, it, it doesn't spark that creativity, doesn't spark that, 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 you know, uh, that uh, innovation, uh, if you will. And you definitely want to keep that edge, right? So I, I think you bring up a very valuable point that Startup Nation can definitely put in their entrepreneurial toolkit, man. So I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. And I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, to be honest, like, we're kind of now in this pivotal stage of, you know, I don't know how much longer we can call ourselves a startup. Of course, of course, good growth. So it's kind of interesting to navigate, you know, through that phase too of like, oh, okay, like, we're we are getting bigger, things are getting more professional. But like you said, how do you keep that edge? And how do we keep those values and, and not, you know, kind of get stuck in our ways either? For sure. For sure. I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, another thing about, you know, culture and stuff like that, Greg, is that a lot of times people want to do, you know, especially customers in this stage, or, you know, in particularly uh, millennials and Gen Z, they want to do business with companies that have like a social impact, some type of social, you know, uh, uh, initiative, if you will. Does Wing do anything like that, that, you know, that you guys are proud of or that you guys are thinking about, you know, kind of engaging in? Kind of talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, totally. That's uh, honestly a very prevalent topic at the moment and something mm-hmm. that we're really looking into uh, for a, a kind of 2021 launch. So it's not set in stone yet. Gotcha. So I don't have exact specifics, but sure. we do feel like there's a big area for us to, um, you know, really provide whether it be cell phone or service to, to people who don't have this. So I think for us, it's it's kind of the fact that we're nationwide, the fact that we have users in, you know, every single state and we start, you know, through that really understanding, you know, certain people's circumstances or like I said before, how hard it is to even, you know, get Wi-Fi for certain people in, in right. areas of the country. So we do feel like there's an area there for us to explore to, um, you know, keep in mind how much of a luxury, you know, uh, uh, even a new phone or cell phone service is. So we're definitely looking into initiatives um, that we can kind of, partner with or even kind of start ourselves to really start be able, being able to provide, you know, phones and service for people who otherwise uh, might not have been able to, you know, re- receive that. So that's something that we're, we're really excited for this year. For sure. For sure. Thank you uh, for sharing that. Once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to Greg Dieback, Chief Strategy Officer uh, at Wingtail Inc. And if you want to, once again, change, make that switch startup nation go to wing alpha www.wingalpha.com we have a link there in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to the replay on the podcast so look man let's kind of change it up a little bit because outside of you know disrupting the telecom industry disrupting the cell phone uh game here you also have a lot of ventures that you do uh as well man including the other people's lives podcast uh in startup nation we have a link there in the show notes uh, to check that podcast out as well, man. Kind of talk about the show, man. I, I, I love the premise and what you got going there. <laughs> Thank you. So it's uh, a big shift from cell phones. That's for sure. But Absolutely. I think, um, it's, you know, for me, kind of my own journey uh, started from, you know, a really good background at first. And uh, I majored in English. So I'm an author to gotcha. uh, one of my dreams was always to to write a book, which I was able to do a few years ago. So it's really, um, you know, I've, I've never taken a business course or anything like that. It's something that just kind of came into my life um, mm-hmm. that I, I kind of fell in love with too. So I'm just really always kind of blending, I think, those two worlds, um, which the podcast too just kind of falls into that category of being able to kind of grow that into its own business, but having that be, you know, a super kind of creative outlet as well. Uh, so that particular podcast, Other People's Lives, started from um, just kind of a thought of like, you know, I'm in New York City, so uh, right. pre-pandemic and uh, can't wait for these times to come back. But, you know, you're you're passing and seeing so many people, you know, throughout the day uh, from riding the subway to walking down the street and just always been so intrigued by just the fact that you you truly don't know what these people are doing behind closed doors or the lives that they live. It's kind of like that old, like, you know, how many, like, did I sit next to a serial killer today? It's right. like, you just wouldn't know in, in plain sight. So uh, the premise of the podcast is really to speak to, you know, ordinary people with sort of a extraordinary story. So Absolutely. people with uh, kind of alternative lifestyles or certain fetishes even, or strange jobs uh, and just really hearing from them and, and offering up a platform to you know hear their story in, in just a truly judgment-free zone it's kind of like enter the safe space and let's talk about you know taboo topics that you, you can't necessarily go around and, and share with strangers or even sometimes your friends and, and family for sure for sure you know and and the thing is I, that's why i love podcasting right because you know like you know it, it just goes to show that like look everybody doesn't make it 
to you know NBC News or CNN or uh, you know whatever to kind of tell their story. But people like all over the place have fascinating uh, stories, and you really get to uh, explore that. I, I want to go back to something you said earlier about you know living in New York City and stuff like that. I had the uh, the privilege of of, of uh, we had, went on vacation about two years ago, 2019, uh, two, no, about a year and a half ago that summer. Uh, and we, we came to New York for the first time and we absolutely loved it, man. I think one of the things I appreciated was just the energy, right? You know, it's kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, you just walking next to somebody, you just never know what they have gone through or a story like that. Kind of talk about New York, uh, NYC's energy for like just entrepreneurship or just life in general, man. Kind of talk about that. Cause I, I know I found that interesting when I went there the first time. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up too. Cause now we're going through a phase in the pandemic where everyone wants to say, you know, New York is dead and it might not come back. And I just, I'm not a believer of that. Yeah. I don't and, believe uh, that I'm either still, at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still getting, you know, the, the same energy, you know, obviously it's a little different, but of course. It's, uh, it's it's a hiatus. It, it it feels like you know a rubber band about to snap, and I know the people here uh, can't can't wait to you know for things to just get back to normal to to get that energy flowing again. And it's um yeah, I mean it it has one million percent uh, helped you know drive me in everything I do. I think uh, like you said, it's it's hard to describe, but it's just uh it's a pulse, and it's just uh it it, it keeps you going. And you know as corny as it might sound, like. You, when you're walking through the city some days, it's, it, you truly, you at least convince yourself that anything's possible. And you right. need, you know, you need that every once in a while to do something crazy and do something ambitious. And, you know, you know that you're surrounded by like-minded people who are also uh, risking it and, and sometimes risking it all to, you know, find, to, to turn their passion into their life and into their business. And I think uh, you just, you can't find that, you know, too many places. So it's, sure. it's something that, you know, for sure, for sure, feels me. Absolutely, because look, I I know like you know we we stayed in Manhattan when we were there, and and just to like just walk out, you know, like before my you know family woke up for the day to go, you know, on our whatever our NYC venture was for that day, uh, just walking around and just seeing like you know like street vendors and like people and 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 suits just walking and talking and just like having conversations and stuff. It was like man, like you know this is this place is just different now, and I, and I get it. You know, I come from the South, right? I come from from Tennessee, so. It's just something a little different that I just really appreciate. A lot of people said, you know, uh, you know, from down here, like I would never move there. It's too fast. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, lo- I, lo- I loved it. I absolutely fell in love with it because I, I could appreciate it for what it was. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I think that, you know, uh, like I said, that energy was something it fueled me. I feel like I have to go like make it a pilgrimage like every two years just to go to New York to get recharged and then come back home and just like kill yeah, it, you know yeah. what I mean so no and I, th- I think you would do well up here but you know it's it, to that point too it's like it, it does require you and I think reminds you at times to strike a balance and I think oh big important. facts yeah I mean it's because it's you know when everything's moving constantly it's you know there's there's dangers in that too oh and for like, sure I'm, I'm for not sure. blind to it right um, but I think you know, when, when you really find that balance and you can kind of harness that energy in, in the most positive way, but still know when to, you know, kind of take the break and, and recharge, then, you know, I think, uh, I think it truly 
truly, truly makes you feel like, like anything's possible. And, and people have, you know, accomplished such great things here, you know, for that reason. For sure. For sure. And, and so, you know, you, you talked about, you know, being, uh, you know, an author and, and you, you know, published, you know, essays and, and stuff like that, being an English major. My wife was also uh, an English major. I'm, I'm curious to know something, man. Like, you know, if, if you could go back in time and just speak with any author from any era and stuff like that, just to pick their brain, uh, who would that be and why, man? Oh man. I know that it's a big a, question. I know it's a big question. Yeah, that's a huge question. <laughs> mm. Now I know my yeah. wife, for some reason, she's not a fan of American lit. I don't know why that is, but you know, she says she's she's not a fan, but you know, but that's that's her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I'll be honest. You you said dead or alive? Dead or alive, yeah. Oh, okay. So for me, one of my favorite authors and, and someone who inspired me when I, you know, wrote my book was David Sedaris. And, okay. You know, he's a great, great humorist, great essayist. And, um, you know, for me that, that stands out because uh, he was such a guiding light for, I think just like making me kind of, uh, explore my own curiosity and, and understand how to turn my, you know, observations into whatever it may be like, through the podcast, through right. the book, like it's, uh, you know, it's just that it's something that, you know, I just love, uh, you know, to do just to kind of see everything through that lens of, of kind of like, let me, let me observe this. Let me find the humor in this. Uh, and that's, it's been important, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of how I approach everything and even business too. Like, I think, uh, I just, I, I truly, truly try not to take anything too seriously, uh, in, in any instance. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my, that's my answer. Gotcha. I, I hear that. I, I hear that. Get that mindset. For sure. No, I, I definitely understand that. Like not taking everything, uh, too serious. I, I had to learn that lesson the hard way a few times growing mm-hmm. up. So I definitely, uh, under understand that one uh, for sure. I, I want to ask you this, man, because I know you know you, you're uh, you know uh, working that you're there at Wing and, and trying to grow uh, that company and stuff like that. And you got everything else going on from the podcast and you know your uh, writing there. You know you get your book and stuff like that. Kind of talk about how you juggle it all, man, and how you prioritize things, man. Because I know a lot of times there are a lot of people out there who's trying to like, you know, whether they be trying to be influencers or trying to be uh, uh, business owners, trying to talk about how you juggle things and how you prioritize things and how you schedule things, I guess. Yeah, totally. Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't still learning. Fair enough. To. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think we it's all a, are. It's a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's part of it. And, uh, you know, if anyone tells you they have an exact answer, I, I don't know if that's always true, but right. uh, I've, I've definitely learned the hard way as well, too. I think, um, for me, it's kind of like just starting to like protect my energy more, I guess mm, you could say of just, uh, really like I'm, I'm great at juggling things. If those things are, you know, if I'm truly getting what I want out of those things, right. uh, and you know, what I get out of my podcast is somewhat different than what I get out of wing, which is different from what I get out of writing, but it's, you know, once it kind of starts to, uh, become more of a chore or less interest or something like, like some, if it's, if it's just not giving you exactly, you know, what, what you wanted from it, then I think like reassessing is key. I think like stepping back and understanding, you know, like, why did I, why did I start this in the first place? How can I like adjust course to, you know, make this fit kind of better in my life and, you know, bring me kind of like the pleasure, satisfaction, whatever I need to get out of this. So I think just like constantly, constantly, 
you know, reassessing the approach to, to all these different things has been key for me. Um, just because things change with time. Like every, it's, I just think it's important to, to kind of always reassess and, um, like recalibrate yourself and kind of understand the, the multiple paths and journeys that you're on and, and remind yourself why you're doing it. For sure. That reassess piece is so important. Like, because, you know, you can, you know, uh, you, you can be so into something and then you kind of lose yourself in it. And then sometimes you got to step back and just reassess. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure, Greg, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I will say, and this isn't good from the cell phone salesman, but learning to put the phone down has been <laughs> key too. And I think like everyone can, you know, a lot of us, uh, have, you know, small addictions or behaviors that we probably would want to get rid of when it comes to technology, um, specifically phones. So even though that's, that's one of the things I'm selling, uh, definitely not afraid to say that, that, you know, disconnecting is, is key as well because it eats up much more time than we realize. And we usually realize when it's too late. For sure. And it goes back to what you were saying, balance, you know what I mean? Just that balance, finding that balance. So no, I definitely understand that it's something we, uh, 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 preach profusely here on the startup life. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that uh, for sure. Once again, startup nation, we're actually wrapping up with Greg Dyback, uh, chief strategy officer at wing. Once again, if you were to make that switch, strap on some wings and head over to wingalpha.com, W I N G A L P H A.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access. If you listen to the replay on the podcast, man. And, and also make sure you check out uh, other people's lives podcast. We have that link there. Uh, in the show notes as well for you to check out that show and hear some amazing stories uh, from some amazing people. Look, man, before I let you go, man, like I said, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing everything uh, that you shared today. Uh, But if you would, man, just kind of share some, some lasting words of encouragement, man. Look, there's a lot going on. I mean, a lot going on here uh, on Mm -hmm. the blue dot we call planet earth. You know what I mean? And so if you would, man, just kind of share some words of encouragement to take us out for today. If you don't mind, good sir. Totally. I'll keep it simple. I'll keep it in line with, you know, everything we've been talking about. Sometimes you just got to wing it. I think, uh, you know, that's kind of a motto I've lived by and it's, it's sort of, you know, experience isn't always necessary. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something I've had to deal with in the past too. And, you know, a lot of people where something does sound crazy or, or even if you trust yourself, you just kind of think like, well, I have no business doing this. I have no business entering this industry, starting a business, trying this new creative venture or whatever it may be. But, you know, time and time again, you know, great people keep proving that experience isn't necessary. And, uh, to once you kind of get over that first obstacle, you know, of doubt, I think that that's where great things happen. So For sure. just, uh, just wing it sometimes. For sure. I hear that startup nation just winging. And that's going to wrap up this session of the startup life. Once again, we want to thank chief strategy officer, Greg Dyback at wing. Thank you. Good, sir. Thank you so much. No worries. And as always startup nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, 
please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new Startup Blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life.